Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live. No Eagles Q&A. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Uh, there's no Eagles game today. I wasn't on post game last night, so I didn't get to really share my thoughts or talk to any of you. I missed all of you. So let's just uh, let's just get started. All right. Uh, what is this live event for? Mark, you get the first question, and it's dumb. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, it's just, I'm, you know, just bored. Just bored, figured I'd do a Q&A. You enjoy that game yesterday. Uh, I mean, it's way closer than it needed to be. Uh, they don't need to give up that many opportunities to the Senators, and I didn't love, you know, uh, TK probably suffering a concussion at the hands of a bum, but a win to win, so that's great. Uh, I would like to see... A little bit of that fire on the 21st when we host the Festivus party. That's right, the Festivus party. Not on Festivus this year, uh, but it will be at Fieldhouse. It is Saturday, December 21st. Come on out. The first 50 people in the door get something. The next 50 people in the door get something else. Uh, so it's, it's going to be a good time. Uh, Steph has all the details. She said it on uh, on the actual Broad Street Hockey show this uh, this past week, and we'll be saying it on every show up until the event, so check that out. What's going on tonight? Not a whole lot. That's why I'm hanging out here. Uh, it's a Sunday. Not really interested in many of the football games. Don't really give a shit. So I figured let's talk some hockey. Getting ready for the Sixers. Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. This is a Sixers pregame show. I think I'm with you now on the hatred for the Senators bandwagon. You know, you can be a shitty team. You can have a shitty owner. Don't take it out on my best players, you know? What's the, why? That uh, that was a completely clean hit, I thought, though. I, TK, he trying to accept a buddy pass and, you know, kind of stretched out for one. And, you know, that's what happens. You get caught with your head down. Uh, unfortunately, he got hurt, but I thought it was a clean hit. Fuck Kachuk. Thoughts? I like Kachuk. He's a, he's a good player. I would love to have Brady Kachuk on this team. Either Kachuk, honestly, I would like to have on this team. But, uh... You know, it's fun to have a rivalry. I hope they have a little bit of this fire going on uh, on the 21st when they meet again. Would like to see, uh, you know, a little bit more of this physicality, a little bit more of this hatred between teams. Buyers at the deadline? I mean, they don't really have a ton of, of, of roster room to go and buy something. Uh, I would, I'm sure they'll be active. I'm sure they'll be making phone calls. But just between how the team is made up and uh, – you know, the cap space that they have, I, I don't know how much room they'll, they'll really have to go out and get, you know, go out and get something. And honestly, what are the definite holes on this team? Like, yeah, if you can go get Taylor Hall, awesome. Obviously, you do that. But I don't know how they make that work financially. I don't know what they have to give up to make it happen. Um, he's a rental. So a, a lot to consider there. I just don't know if this team is made up uh, with the cap not going up the way everyone thought it would. I mean, nobody has money, really. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they think they can uh, they can get this team, uh, they can add to this team, you know, at the trade deadline. I don't see a ton of room to make it happen, though. Bill, you think uh, Thornton actually punched Morozik that hard, or was it a dive? I mean, it was definitely a dive. Um, I've never seen anyone go down like that, <laughs> but... Uh, it was definitely a dive, but he did uh, he did clock him pretty good. Joe Thornton, it's Jumbo Joe right there. He's got a little bit of strength. He's got that old man strength. He draws it from the beard, and it just soaks through his body. 
Uh, he definitely clocked him pretty good. But, you know, don't swing your stick at somebody. Fucking idiot. And if you do, be prepared for them to want to, you know, try to punch you. I would say that's like a fair trade-off. If you swing your stick with the intent to injure someone, they're going to try to punch you after that. That's like, I don't know, just a good life lesson there from Marazic. It's a shame he had to learn it this late in life, but hopefully he did. Do the Flyers pursue Taylor Hall? I'm sure they'll talk. I'm sure there'll be a phone call. I'm, I, it would be awesome if they could get Taylor Hall. I just don't um, – God, this fucking chair. I just don't see uh, – I don't think they have enough cap room to make it happen. Um, I just don't see that. Do you think Stewie in the lineup, maybe even call up Curtis Gabriel? It's fun to say, but, like, why not just win – like, I, I don't know. Why make the team actively worse? Like, what's the, oh, yeah, we're going to get him back, and then we're going to have a worse player on the ice. We're going to be shorthanded. Like, I don't know. I, I'd rather just win a bunch of games. I, this this lineup's working. Um, maybe you get Stewart in at a certain point, but they haven't been all that worried about it to till now. So, I, I don't say I Whatever. What do you think about our chances against the Avs on Wednesday? I like the I like the Flyers' chances against everybody. It's an 82-game season. Nobody goes undefeated. Nobody loses them all. We've seen that plenty. Uh, you know, it's going to be a tough game. Avs are, goddamn, they're at home. They're fast. They're skilled. They've got some depth this year. They're getting tremendous goaltending. Uh, I saw Grubauer got hurt last night. But that backup, Pavel Francouz or Francois or whatever the hell, however you pronounce his last name, uh, he's been good, and he came in last night. I think he stopped 16, uh, stopped all 16 shots. So Colorado's really good. Um, might have a little future bet on them winning the West on DraftKings, but, hey, you know, uh, <laughs> they're a fun team to watch. I'm just looking forward to it. will be interesting to see how the Flyers attack, um, attack such a – a fast team. It'll be interesting to see how the four check gets in on uh, on that defense. Uh, Cal McCarr. I'm not sure if he's. Uh, I heard he got banged up recently, but I didn't see uh, if he'd miss any time. I assume he's going to play though. So uh, it'll just be interesting to see how they attack that really fast defense. How they get in on the four check against a team with that much skill. Um, that apt at moving the puck. So I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's a good test for the Flyers. I think it's a good, all right, we've had a couple days off. We're going to travel. Like, I think it sets up well for the Flyers, given their schedule, everything they went through. They're not playing it the back end of a back-to-back or something like that. They have to go out there, but they have, you know, today, tomorrow, and Tuesday off. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a good game. What do you guys do for fans outside of uh, what do you guys do for fans of BSH outside of PA? Um, we record multiple podcasts every week. You listen to them free of charge. It's a wonderful thing. Thoughts on the fine only for Kachuk? Seems right. Um, you know, it's fine. I think that's fine. Lawton was a beast. If TK is out, what do you predict the lineups would be? It's a, that's, that's a tough question because all the injuries down in Lehigh Valley, we saw, you know, they weren't particularly uh, interested to get Vorobiev in the lineup, but I guess he becomes, um, he definitely becomes, you know, one of your 12. You know, I, I can't imagine they go with 10 or whatever. Uh, I, I would assume um, 
Yeah, you get you get Vorobiev in there. Uh, everything else basically stays the same, I would think. Um, where was TK? TK was with TK was with Giroux and Frost. So who do you replace him with? Uh, I'm keeping Voracek. Man, JVR. JVR with Giroux and Frost. That just doesn't sound like a, a line I'm all that interested in. So I don't think I'd put him there. Um, maybe Farabee. Maybe you go Farabee there, uh, and then you bump JVR up to that third line. It was a bit of a blind side. TKA's head was turned, but that was his fault. Yeah, I mean, don't you're, you're not supposed to turn around like that. You're in the open ice. Uh, you're accepting a pass. It's a contact sport. Bad hits happen sometimes. Guys get hurt. That's what happens in contact sports. That's what makes contact sports fun. Uh, any word on Myers sat down towards the end of the game with back spasms? I mean, back spasms can creep up on you. I don't expect that's uh, that's like a long term thing. I fully think he'll be uh, he'll be back in the lineup. But this is this is the good thing about having seven defensemen. At least the coach has confidence in. I don't know how much confidence he actually has in Haig, considering how little he plays him. Um, but it's having a seventh defenseman who isn't some one decrepit old bum or two some guy who hasn't played in three weeks and you're just hoping he can step out there. Um, this is the good thing about having that extra defenseman. Okay, Haig's been in and out of the lineup. We know what role he can play. He's got chemistry with a few different guys on the team. So uh, worst case scenario, uh, you know, Robert Haig is the seven who can step in in this situation I'm perfectly fine with. I've been hearing a lot about the Habs trading for ghost thoughts. Uh, my thoughts are it would be hilarious for them to give up anything substantial uh, for Shane Gostisbehere after all their complaints about PK Subban. Uh, Subban looks like he's kind of uh, he's kind of cooked now, but he wasn't when they traded him. Um, so it'll be that'll be really funny to see how that how the media there and the fans there. Who, uh, you know, oh, the, all the risks he takes, it's too much. It'll be interesting. Oh, his D zone coverage isn't what you think it is. It, it'll be fun to, uh, it'll be fun if they, um, if they end up acquiring ghosts to see how they react to that. But I, I don't see much. What, what are the Flyers getting back? Uh, nobody has any cap space. Nobody really has the roster room to bring in a, a significant player. Ghost is at 4.5 million. I'd just be, uh, I can't imagine the Flyers going out of their way to get worse. Like, okay, here, have Ghost for nothing? Like, that doesn't make any sense. So I just, I don't know. Um, would be interesting. It, I would be interested to see the potential return. I just, it doesn't look like this team is in the mode of, let's add and subtract a bunch of pieces. It's finally starting to settle into what it should be, and I think that should be allowed to play out for a while. I find a $2,500 fine to players who make millions pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, he, he, you know, that's a pretty substantial fine. It's not like every check they get is for a million dollars. Like, $2,500 is still a pretty decent amount of money. It's like a whole check. Any thoughts on who will represent the Flyers in the All-Star game? Probably whoever the leading scorer is. My hope is nobody represents the Flyers in the All-Star game. I like when my players have the All-Star break off. Uh, obviously, every team needs a uh, needs a representative for whatever reason. That's dumb. Uh, and the Flyers are good, and they have a bunch of good candidates. 
I just don't care about the All-Star game. It's a waste of time. Uh, it's a waste of everybody's time. Just an opportunity to not rest when everyone else is resting. I, I don't care about the All-Star game. Why not just win? Might not keep winning if best players are all injured by Boro-type players. Yeah, but that wouldn't happen. Because, like, how many Boro-type players are there in the league? And, like... I, there's no deterrent factor. There is none. The deterrent factor is made up in your head. Like, do you think Burrow went out there yesterday think, I'm going to hit TK? Like, no. He was in the open ice, and, a, and an opportunity presented itself. A clean hit, a dirty hit, it doesn't matter. These things happen. Just They just happen. It's a fast game. It's not like they go out, okay, I'm going to get – oh, no, it's Raffle. Not going to hit him. Not going to hit him. He's not one of their best players. Never mind, I'm going to wait. Like, no, it's just a hit. Like, having Chris Stewart in the lineup would stop nobody from trying to take a shot. There's no, like, it, these things aren't, they don't go, like, before the game, the, okay, I'm going to do this and this. Like, no, th these things aren't premeditated. The shit just happens. There is zero deterrent factor to dressing a bad player. And Burrow would beat the shit out of Chris Stewart. Like, what would happen to him? He'd go up to him, and then Burrow would just beat the shit out of him because he's better at fighting. Like, I, it's stupid. Classy win from Nathan saying he'd take a pay cut to win, uh, to win it all with Colorado. Yeah. Uh, asinine move if I am the uh, – if I'm, like, the player rep on that team, I'm furious. Like, dude, what, what are you doing? So now we all have to make less. In a sport where the best players make the least out of any sport, now we're all expected, uh, you know, in this bullshit salary-capped league, we're all expected to not make, uh, you know, our full earning potential. Cool. Thanks, bud. Uh, Lawton is on fire, six points in his last six games. Extremely happy for him. Dude works his butt off. Yeah, last year we talked a lot about Lawton, especially uh, middle to end of the season, just because what the hell else was there to talk about other than Carter Hart? Uh, I said, you know, Lawton can play for my team any day. It might only be 10 minutes a night, but he can always play for my team. He's showing a lot right now. Uh, this coaching staff clearly believes in him. They didn't bump him down initially to the fourth line uh, when they needed a 4C. So uh, I I'm really, really happy to see that he's producing. This is his first real, like, extended opportunity with forwards, line mates who – maybe could belong in a top six. I realize it's like a third line, but could be in a top six situation uh, with Farabee and Hayes there. But um, I, I just hope he keeps it up. I mean, do I think he's a point of game player? I don't. I don't think that's going to continue. Uh, awesome if it does. That's just found money right there. Like, oh, look, another great player we didn't even know we had. So um, that would be cool. But I, I'm just happy. Uh, yeah, I'm just happy for the guys, see him produce, want to see him keep it up. Uh, and it brings a good element into that top nine. That's It's fine to have physical, energetic players, but they also have to be good. Otherwise, you're just putting out a bad player on the ice and giving the other team an advantage because they don't have a bad player on the ice. Scott Lawton is far from a bad player. He's very good, but he still plays with a little bit of an edge, has that sort of, uh, has that sort of uh, physical aspect to his game that he can turn on. Uh, obviously, you know, willing to pitch in defensively, block a shot whenever you need, all that stuff. Can take a face off, so he is like an extra center out there. A lot, uh, lot of positives to Lawton's game. If he's starting to put it all together, he is really, really useful.
everyone does know that if Ghost is traded, uh, Haig is a mainstay uh, D-man, right? Yeah. Um, does Montreal have $13 million in cap space? I don't believe that to be true. Where is Montreal? Yeah, nobody. I, that's the idea of trading Ghost. Like, you're just going to make the team worse. Montreal's about $5 million in cap space. Uh, at the deadline, they'll have enough to bring in a really high, uh, a really high-end player. But it's not like they're swimming in money either. And they have a bunch of guys who are gonna, you know, who they don't have a lot of players locked up for next year. Oh, more than I thought. More so in 2021-22 uh, is when Montreal really has to start paying out for guys. Um, my God, <laughs> Dale Weiss. I forgot he was there. That's hilarious. Uh, that's fun stuff. Oh, they've had Steve Mason buyout on their books, too. Good shit for Montreal. Yeah, uh, but it's not... I, I just don't see why, like, the Flyers would trade Ghost. You'd have to get something back. Yeah, Haig, on the other hand, like... Yeah, if if you're... If you're trading Gostas Bear, you want a another good puck-moving defenseman who helps you out. And I just... What are you getting? How... Is he going to be better than Ghost? Probably not. Um, I just, I'm not against trading the guy. I just don't see a, a, a fit or a reason to right now. Let's all propose Jake trade ideas until Bill yells. Uh, I mean, you can trade Jake all you want. I don't, who the hell can afford him? Who the hell can afford it? Like a thirteen or thirteen, an eight million dollar player. Not many teams, and the ones that can probably aren't in the playoff picture. Do it the same as baseball. Make it make the All Star Game competitive and winning conference against home ice for the final. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. Um, why play the regular season? It's an eighty-two game season, and it's like, oh yeah, this shit uh, don't matter. We're gonna leave it up to some exhibition game where the players don't try. Like it's dumb, and baseball stopped doing that because it's fucking dumb. Just let the eighty-two game season that you play determine those sorts of things because that's why you play it. I don't, like, what's, I'm all for Chucky going out and getting Tyler Ennis, good, cheap, fourth liner with skill. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I, I, who's he playing over? I guess Pitlick. I, I'm not trying, like, to fantasy GM this thing and tinker it to death. I want to see this group really start to gain some chemistry with one another and really grow. Like, this is the first time. We've seen a team with four lines that you can put on the ice and not just cross your fucking finger. Excuse me, cross your fingers that it's not going to be a disaster. Three D pairs that can all play and play a role. Uh, you know, a goalie who's awesome and a backup who does his job on most nights. So I'm not trying to really. Again, if the Taylor Hall situation or something like that plays out absolutely go out and get a great player. Go out and get someone who takes you from, yeah, I think they could challenge for the division to, yeah, I think this team could be in the final four. Um, if that sort of thing presents itself, 100% do it. I'm not, I like the internal competition for the fourth line. I'm happy with the way that's playing out. The fourth line has been effective all year. I'm not trying to mix things up too much. Ghost isn't getting traded unless it's for a goal scorer. Yeah, and I, I just – an in-season ghost trade I think is just hard to – like that just seems like something 
um, both teams would want to be able to sit down and think about and sell in the offseason. Like, all right, yeah, we traded this guy who's capable of scoring 32 goals for this defenseman uh, who's slumping, but we need this kind of uh, we need this kind of potential on our back end, and I, I don't see that as a good in-season trade. Um, for if you're trading for Ghost, you're not selling. Obviously, um, you think you're a cup contender. Why would a cup contender give up like good roster players that it would take to get Gostas Bear in season when like the Flyers are making a push for the playoffs? They're not just taking picks and prospects back. Like that wouldn't make any sense. Maybe this offseason it would have. Maybe in years prior it would have. It wouldn't make any sense not to try to get back a good roster player for Shane Gossespierre if you're going to trade him. So I just I don't see that being something that could happen in season, personally. Why does everyone want to make a trade? Because hockey bores everybody. The actual game seems to bore everybody, and they want to mix things up. You know, we... We go all off-season talking about potential things that could happen. We have the draft. We have free agency. Guys who are not going to make the team. Guys who are going to make the team. Well, now the roster's settled, and you just have to sit down and watch hockey. People don't like it. They want to they wanna continue to play fantasy hockey. What if Ghost has moved up to wing until TK gets back? Uh, it's something the coaching staff said that they've thought about, at least, uh, getting him some reps uh, as a forward. I've said a bunch of times I just don't like it. Um, to me, he's a guy who has the whole game in front of him and uses his time and space to make plays, and um, that gets taken away when all of a sudden you're at forward, just playing a different position. You have a lot of different responsibilities. Um, I've always wanted to see three defensemen utilized on a penalty kill. Teams have no problem going four forwards on the power play. Why wouldn't you go three defensemen on the PK? I think uh, forward on the penalty kill is a place where uh, Gostas Bear might be able to contribute. He could get out there, use his speed, get out there, block a shot, and then, you know, transition to offense. Um, but I just – I'd be interested to see how it went. I just don't love the idea of moving him up to forward. I, I think it's counter to his game. Like, I think – honestly, I think someone like Robert Haig would be a better forward. Like – you'd put him in a fourth line role and tell him just go four check your ass off. I think it would go, he'd be a lot more effective in that role than Ghostwood in a top nine role. I think. Bill, who sings the Broad Street hockey theme? Is it streamable anywhere? Um, I know it was on our old SoundCloud. Um, I will check it out. Uh, you're, I, we have a couple. Um, trying to think. It's it's Albert from Broad Street Hockey. It's our buddy Albert. He filmed he he uh, he recorded them basically like in his home studio, screaming his ass off, scaring his wife, um, being a maniac. I love the one we end our show with the uh, the old intro. I hate, but the um, everyone else loves it. I am the minority at Broad Street Hockey who uh, doesn't like the old intro, but I love our outro. Broad Street Hockey Radio. Uh, like, I, I think that's, um, it sounds like Conky's voice from Trailer Park Boys. I just love it. All right. Let's see what else we have here, guys. Ghost is looking more like the ghost of old, confident with the puck. Shots are finding the net. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have few complaints about Ghost over the last few weeks. 
before he got sat, I thought he was starting to find his game, and then he really fell off. Since he came back from the scratchings, it seems like he's every game incorporating a little bit more of what makes him good into his game. Because for a while, he just looked like some other guy in a Gosses Bear jersey. He was doing none of the things that make him the dynamic, valuable player he is. Um, he's coming back now. He, he looks to have things going. And if he's your – man, if he's, like, not one of your top three or four defensemen and he's as good as he can be or at least some semblance of what he can be, you have an awesome defense. I don't know why people would want to subtract from that. But, yeah, the theme. I was trying to – it was on our old, old SoundCloud. I will ask if we can get that, like, um, put up on the podcast feed or something so people can listen to it. And we are making a push for – you know, a certain download total by the end of the year, it would be extra content. So let's see. Let's see. <laughs> Bill, any recommendations for somewhere to watch the game? Yeah, I mean, they're off until Wednesday, and it's a 9.30 puck drop. But if you're looking for somewhere to watch that game, I guess I have to suggest to you Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. It's my favorite bar at the whole Jersey Shore. Um, just excellent food. Excellent beer selection. I love the Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest. It's uh, it, it starts with Timmy Fitz. He's one of the best uh, one of the best restaurant managers, restaurant owners I've ever been around. He uh, he's there all the time, making sure that food is hot and that beer is cold. His whole staff is great. Can't put him over enough. So Crest Tavern, Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. Anytime you want to watch a hockey game, I guarantee you can find it at the Crest Tavern. No oh, man, not uh, not getting as many comments as I was hoping for here, guys. I'm gonna scroll up, see if we have anything I missed. Uh, Vorchek was a smidge away from getting his head knocked off in that fight. Vorchek can go a little though. I've seen Vorchek win a couple of fights. He's a he's a surprisingly good fighter. He had that one I'll never in the 2014 series against the Rangers, where both guys just got called for roughing. Uh, I can't remember who he fought, but it was, um, shit, I'm drawing a total blank on this one now. Ah, but basically the Rangers player lost his jersey, and instead of kicking him out, the uh, the refs were like, nah, it's just, uh, we're just going to call roughing on both guys. But Jake can throw him a little bit. He's a surprisingly good fighter. Didn't, you know, he was fine yesterday, I thought. Michael Smith. You really just have a lot of opinions here. All right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, we're not getting too many more comments. I just want to do this, do a quick check in with everybody. Uh, haven't seen haven't seen or heard from me in a few days. Want to make sure you're all still okay out there. Want to make sure you're all nice to Kelly yesterday, uh, who filled in admirably for me on the uh, on the post game. Let's see. Any word on Connectney? You'll know when I know. Uh, I have no idea. It's not worth banking on, but this team looks excellent. If you can add Patrick back early 2020, you basically get a decent, uh, you basically get a decent, decent to good player addition for nothing. Depth, how wild? Yeah, that's you're eventually going to get him back. I assume he says he's going to play this year. Um, don't know what that process will really look like. Just you know, once he gets the all good, he hasn't. You know. He's been skating with the team and stuff, but it's not like he had any training camp. It's not like he had much of an off season, really. Uh, he hasn't. He's going to have to go to a conditioning stint in the AHL, and then we'll see if he's, you know, good enough to be in shape and make an impact. But 
if everything turns out right, yeah, that's that's a hell of a player to get back, um, you know, for nothing because he's already on your roster. Um, and that would be a, a big addition for this team if they can get him back and he's starting to look like the player he's supposed to look like. What do you think Kachuk was actually thinking there? 25 seconds left. They're down one and they have the puck. What possessed him to throw away what little chance they still had to tie it up? Um, youthful exuberance and uh, the understanding that the games don't matter because this team's a disgrace. That's pretty much pretty much it. Tight game the other day against Ottawa. It was nice to see guys playing for each other uh, and defending each other. Lots has been amazing. I always knew he was good, but I'm glad to see him stepping up. Also, fuck the Sens. Yeah, man, they're a terrible organization. They're like the Washington Redskins of, of the NHL. Just an imbecilic owner, a, a terrible personnel decision after terrible personnel decision. Uh, they're just, they're, they're an embarrassment. They're going to get a new stadium for some reason. Uh, I don't know why. It's fucking ridiculous. Bill, who would you send out as your power play unit? We talked about this some the other day. I just want to see uh, Giroux, Katorie, Voracek, Ghost, and JVR. That would be my top unit. Put put your five big guns out there, the five guys who are supposed to produce on the power play. Set it and forget it. Leave it alone for a little while. Let's see if they can make it work. I understand the handedness issues with uh, JVR and, and G on the left boards, but just they're good hockey players. Like At the end of the day, they can figure out little shit like that. Just let it happen. And then you have, you know, any combination of um, Provorov, Sandheim, Hayes, uh, Niskanen, TK, Limblom, Frost, Faraby. There's a whole host of players who can go out on that second unit. So you just figure out uh, what works best with each other there. But just put the five guys who are supposed to be on the top power play unit on the top power play unit. Give them a couple of weeks and see how it goes. I have been surprised at Elliot this year. Uh, do you think the hockey gods are apologizing for last year? I just think they're managing him properly. He's a good goalie when he's healthy. He's completely fine in a tandem or backup role. You just can't use him too much. He gets worn down, he gets injured, and then you don't have him. And then he tries to come back too soon from the injury, and he sucks, and then he's injured again, and then you have to go get Mike McKenna. Like, it's just they're managing him well. It starts with Carter Hart. As long as you have Carter Hart doing what he's supposed to do, you can play Brian Elliott the amount he's supposed to play, which is not as much. We've got Farabee. We've got Frost. We've got Myers. Is there anyone else you'd like up? Um, You know, in this fourth-line juggle, I like Albe Kubel, but the organization just doesn't seem to, so... I mean, you know, there's only so many roster spots. I like what the roster looks like right now. Could Mark Friedman be up? Sure, but where does he, who does he play over? Um, you know, there's I, – I, I like what they have. I, I'm not looking to tinker too much. I like the – like I said, I like the internal fourth-line competition. If certain guys start to fall off, you can call up others. But for now, it seems to be working uh, with the combination of guys they have. I'm not looking to just – Call guys up because it's time to call guys up. Can't say enough on how Niskanen has really stabilized the D. What gr grade would you give Fletcher so far? Uh, he's doing a fine job. He's uh, definitely um, made some impact additions. Uh, it looks like re-signing Elliott was a good call. Um, you know, Hayes and Niskanen have been good. I think Braun has been tremendous on the penalty kill, 
which was the number one reason Justin Braun was brought in here, was to help fix a broken penalty kill, and so far so good, eh? Um, I, I like it. He's definitely made the team better without sacrificing. He hasn't given up any of the prospects yet, and he hasn't taken away roster spots from anyone who might use them or anyone who might earn them. Uh, you know, Frost is up, Farabee's up, Myers is up. Like you said, all those guys didn't make uh, didn't make the team out of camp, but they're here. Uh, the team's winning, so I think it's all working out right now for uh, for Fletcher. He's doing a great job. Kachuk should get more than just a fine. Eh, I'm fine with a fine. Whatever. TK update on Monday. Do you think it's not the players on the power play? It's more the way they can't get set up off the rush. They do just need to have better entries and stuff. Um, there's a lot of little things they could be doing better, but uh, these are all good hockey players. It's not like any of them suck. You know, they're all good hockey players. They just need to get some chemistry out there with each other. That's, I think, just putting the top unit together and letting them go is the best way to let that, is the best way to have that happen. Does JVR fit into the wing spot with G and Frost if TK is out for any lengthy period of time? He could. Um, I don't think it would be awful. I just don't personally like it. Um, he's a left winger. I the way Couturier's playing, man, if you you might be able to get JVR with Couturier a little bit with Voracek and put Frost with uh, Giroux and Lin, with Drew and Limblom. Um, both Giroux and Limblom can play either wing, so that's not much of a concern. Uh, but I, I kind of like Faraby in the uh, ah, itchy. I kind of like Faraby in the spot with uh, Frost and um, Frost and G. I like hey, uh, hearing Hayes say, this is the tightest team I've played with. I think that really shows out there. Yeah, I think this team, I mean, things are always better when you're winning. That's that's the number one thing, right? The team has had success with their new coach, with their new additions, and everything seems to be fitting right. But it definitely does seem like, I don't know, there's just a different vibe to the team uh, this year than in years past, whether that's how close they are. Um, whether that's a bunch of the veterans being like, yes, we finally have some fucking help. This is awesome. Whatever it is, uh, there's definitely a different vibe to the team this year. They're not playing like they're expecting the worst, you know? Uh, 2021, who is your backup goalie? Man, it's going to be tough to say Brian Elliott is going to be able to keep it up at his age, but with Carter Hart um, assuming more and more responsibility and one would assume becoming – a franchise goalie who starts 55, 60 games a year. Maybe it's Elliott. Uh, I would assume you have to go out and get somebody. No, none of the uh, none of the youngsters who have come over um, are killing it particularly. Uh, I was just looking at it the other day. Let me see if I can bring it up quickly. Elite prospects, come on. Where are you, elite prospects? I know... Uh, Oh, good. I'm signed in. Excellent. Take me to them bookmarks. Let's give it a look here. Yeah, Eustamenko has a 901 save percentage in the ECHL. Sandstrom has an 874 save percentage in the ECHL in nine games. Uh, so nothing too awesome over there. Fedotov's been uh, – it's only two games. Uh, yeah, Ursan in the SHL, not great. 
Tomek is killing it in Slovakia too, whatever the hell that is. Uh, but yeah, so they are. Um, I would guess they're going to have to go out and find find a veteran free agent to be the backup, unless they're confident. Um, it'll really depend on how Elliott ends the year, right? If he ends the year healthy and uh, stopping the puck, it'll be Elliott. If he doesn't, I can't imagine um, they'll roll the dice on him again. But so far, so good with Elliott. So. Uh, I don't think it's going to be an internal option. I don't. Uh, maybe Alex Lyon. I don't know, man. I guess Alex Lyon is as probable as anybody. I know he was having a hell of a year to start. I haven't seen anything lately. Uh, he's nine twenty with a two three three in fourteen games. So is he hurt? I thought Lyon was hurt. Maybe not. When's the latest time he played? 12-7, so he just played the other night. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, he didn't. Uh, but 12-6, he did play, and they lost 2-1. to one. He made 35 saves. So, yeah, he is not hurt. He's healthy. So I guess if I had to rank it, I would say Brian Elliott 1, Alex Lyon 2, veteran free agent 3. Let's get a couple more in here. Your thoughts on the accusations against Lavi? Um I don't really know if they're accusations. I know he's a tough uh, he's a tough coach to play for. Um, like Billy Leno said, you know, he apologized to him after he didn't mean to punch him. It was pretty clear he wasn't trying to punch Billy Leno on the bench. Um, Laviolette even said, like, it's, like, pretty obvious when you see the video. I, I didn't mean to punch him. Like, I went to punch the palm of my hand and missed, basically. Um, you know, it is what – who knows with any of these coaches? A lot of them seem to be scumbags, but it doesn't seem like Lavi um, is part of the uh, beating players or calling them racial slurs to their face group. So that's at least nice. So I like the guy. All right, guys, we are going to wrap it up there. We're over 40 minutes. Uh, that was a good time. Thank you all so much for hanging out. Thanks for doing this on a Sunday. Just wanted to say hi. Just wanted to see all of you. Um, don't like missing post games. Missed yesterday's. Kelly did a great job filling in for me, but I wanted to come in and say hello to all of you fine people this weekend. Um, Saturday the 21st is our Festivus party. That's right. It's not actually on Festivus this year, but I've been instructed to call it the Broad Street Hockey Festivus party. Nonetheless, Saturday, December 21st at Fieldhouse. It's going to be a really, really good time. And joining us at that party will be the fine people from Biscuit Tees. That's right, BiscuitTees.com. Kim Perrant, daughter of Flyers legend Bernie Perrant, and her partner Jody Smith uh, have a clothing company, and it is pretty damn cool. So if you haven't checked it out, please do at BiscuitTees.com. Uh, they hooked us up with these beanies. There's all sorts of hoodies, T-shirts, lots of cool designs, lots of cool merch for you. So check that out, Biscuit Tees. Uh, that's all I'm selling today. Uh, that's it. So thanks a lot, and I will see you all on Wednesday night following the Avalanche game. Until then, have a great week, everybody. Oh, and go Sharks and go Coyotes, because we might have a few bucks on them tonight.